Hello, wonderful listeners. This is your host, Enoch.Sparkler, and you are listening to Beyond Textbooks. Beyond Textbooks is a heart-racing adventure into the stories of accomplished students who have transitioned to corporate America as full-time employees. We tell their stories and how they made the leap from what they learned in school versus what the corporate world needed. You will be empowered with skills you need for the job, on the job, and by the job. Learn to overcome the most common surprises and hopefully never ever again will you say these words. My degree did not prepare me for the real world. I wasted money on school. This show is a two-part show where guests come back to do a technical deep dive to give you the raw skills you need from the workplace and the boardroom. In today's episode, the journey of a business intelligence engineer. We have with us our guest, Amalu Chigozi, and he works currently as a business intelligence engineer at Amazon. He's a very accomplished individual, a classmate, and a friend. Welcome to the show, Amalu. Thank you, Enoch, and I'm very delighted to be part of your show today. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm just uh, sitting in my office, you know, just the normal things, sitting like I'm ready for work, but I'm just ready to share all the little I know and tell about my journey in as little as I can. Wow. You're always working in your mind everywhere you go. (laughs) Being truthful, that's how it is, you know. Sometimes you're sitting at home, you just have one or two things, you're working in the office, you get ideas, you just put them together. So you should always be ready because in our world, you think it's all about coding, but the truth is you're you're actually paid to actually solve problems. So to be a problem solver, you have to always be a thinker. I guess that's a good way for the listeners to go into the mindset you have to have. All right, let's dive right in. Um, Tell us how you got into business intelligence engineering. What was the motivation? Um, for me to give my business intelligence uh, experience, it would actually be fine to talk about how I started from, from university. Because the truth is, I did not wake up one day and thought I was going to be a business intelligence engineer. When I even thought about the whole data world, I thought I saw myself maybe doing coding, uh, looking at Hollywood. You have big problems. You have hacks. You just go in and do your thing. I was like, oh, that's what I wanted to do. But, you know, I came down here, applied for jobs and wanting to get into Amazon. One of the jobs I saw was business intelligence. And I looked at some of the requirements. It fits with what I was currently doing because I started as a civil engineer. So once I applied, got in, I just saw, okay, business intelligence actually fit with my everyday uh, personality. And that's how, become, that's how I became a business intelligence engineer. Oh, wow. Okay. So... At Amazon, you had the option to go into like any field or branch that you you were oh, that was just, like available. Uh, I think I I think I got two offers from Amazon, but business intelligence at the time was like the most lucrative. I'm talking based from financial mm. from the financial aspect. Awesome, yeah, the financial aspect is always important. <laughs> Very important, my brother. Okay, so when you were a student, how did you imagine? industry will be like and working in corporate america would be like ah <laughs> okay 
everything I know about America before coming here, not lying to you, was as I mentioned, was Hollywood. I I just you know how you're watching movies, you see big offices, you see as in young folks, teenagers who were making a whole difference. So in my head, I was looking at uh, I would say I was looking at an environment that had a lot of innovations, technology was playing a central role, business decisions, you see big meetings. So I was like, ah, this is where I want to be, you know, sitting in front, you're at, I don't know if I'll call it 45th story building, you're attending big meetings, you're making like a whole big change, everybody's using Google, you're, whatever you're doing was being used worldwide. So that was my vision of what working in America was like. <laughs> uh, I, I can relate to that. Did you have any surprises after graduation? When you started looking for jobs, well, was it like a smooth transition for you? Mm. Um, I would just steal from what we used to say growing up. They say nothing, nothing, um, nothing comes easy in life. I first of all, I don't think I've even given time to really appreciate the kind of support system I had. You know, I was a civil engineer back home. I was doing well. I was at like an advanced level in my career. Coming here, I was like, oh, I'm a hot cake. It'll be easy to go in. And boom, I would say reality setting. You're throwing in your applications. You keep getting no. At a point, I even started, uh, I was kind of, I wouldn't say doubting myself, but I was doubting my abilities, you know. I was thinking, was it my resume? I had to start changing my resume to look like um, what is required in the American industry. Um, I think uh, I spoke to one of my friends. I don't know if I'm allowed to call names on the podcast. Then I thought I was I was isolated. I thought it was maybe it was just me. I spoke to a friend. That was when he told me, oh, he he was he's actually a seasoned professor right now. He works in the education space. He kind of just, I would say, encouraged me to say, hey, it's normal. Just throw in applications. Sometimes you also need to, you would even have to apply to jobs or roles you know you would not take. What that does is kind of, I won't say it romances your ego, but it just kind of builds that wall where you you don't lose the value in what's how you see yourself. Then from there, you start to apply to different jobs. And one thing I would say really helped me was when I got my first offer, I wouldn't say I would, I was not willing to do it. As I then, yeah, if I didn't have any other option, I would have taken it. But that kind of just gave me that strength or that, that courage. Every time I went for interviews, I was no longer desperate. I wouldn't say I wasn't desperate, but I was not too desperate. I was more confident, you know. So I wouldn't say the journey has been, the journey was easy, but I thank God for where I am currently. Wow. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. I guess the, those who didn't know, now they know. They know. As in seriously. <laughs> So yeah, I think you you sort of mentioned a bit about the next question, which was which is what kind of changes did you make to transition? Um, I guess part of that question is also how did it affect your emotional, physical, and mental well-being? <clears throat> okay, um, starting from the point where I decided, okay, now I want to be a data person. I don't know if it's too much going back a little. I started as a civil engineer. Maybe I should have I should have said that a little um, from the yeah, start. Yeah, you can go back. Yeah, yeah. So I started as a civil engineer. I did like five years working in different areas of civil engineering. Then I became a project manager. As a project manager, you're dealing with people. You're. I was doing budgeting. I was doing a lot of um. I think uh, logistics as well. So, but 
not lying to myself, I always, I've always been like a data person. I've always wanted to be in the data space. Even in, I would say, my college, my first, uh, first degree, my project work was actually designing a software to do some civil, I think it was, I can't remember, but it was to do, to be able to do some civil engineering stuff. So I can't remember for now. So that was the first time I started talking about anything data. Then um, coming down here with all the, I wouldn't say pressure with all the expectations, not lying to you, as I mentioned, I always wanted to be a software person, but the way I saw how fast-paced or the way I imagined how fast-paced the American industry would be, I decided uh, I don't think software was the thing for me. And the reason why was uh, I felt um, the people who were already in the industry, I thought they were more like teenagers or if they, or they started as teenagers, if they were 26, they would have like eight years experience already hacking, doing stuff. And I didn't think the industry would be um would be uh, would I say patient enough for me because I didn't have enough experience. I didn't think I would be able to compete. I would, it, that was also why I didn't want to do. I also uh, thought about um, business intelligence when it came. So, what are the changes I had to do? So the first thing I've just mentioned is because of fear, the change did not involve software. I, I put software aside. I'm like, no, no, no. If I go here, I'm not sure I'll succeed. So some of the things I needed to do um, was I was I was doing civil engineering in my master's, but I had to go the extra mile. I started taking um, software courses, uh, sorry, data courses. I took some from mathematics department. I went to computational. I think it was during one of the courses. I think machine learning, introduction to machine learning. That was when I met you. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I did introduction to machine learning. So for the whole for 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 that whole part, I had to brush up on my skill set. I had to take on. I had to learn new skills. I had to learn Python. I had to learn SQL. I'd never heard SQL in my life. I used to hear all those things like Oracle. I didn't even know what they were, but because I was interested in that field, and not lying, not because we're in a podcast, I know they were paying well. Civil engineers and data engineers or the data people, the pay gap was kind of high. So. I had to just look at myself from a different perspective, learn new skills. Physically, there was nothing because I didn't need to go to the gym. I, I was It was okay just sitting in your room and doing your thing. But mentally, um, it's always been there for me. So nothing changed. I just had to learn new skills. And at the end, I was ready for um, the data world. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a journey. So yeah. how many companies did you apply to? How many interviews did you do? And how did you land your current job? At? Okay. At the start, I was this guy that was full of big dreams, expectations. I was only applying to top companies. I think I was majorly looking at Google, Microsoft, Amazon. Um, I think then we had Stripe. Uh, one good thing we had with A&C, that was where I went to do my master's, is the fact that they had this career fair. So you were exposed to different big companies. I don't think small startups actually take the time to come. I'm guessing the financial burden. So I was always attending that. I was looking at working in some of the big companies. But reality setting, oh, I had to start applying to whichever company just threw in their advert. I had like, sometimes I would even go in to apply. It would be I already did the application. So at a point I was applying like, I don't know, maybe 10 applications a day. Um, LinkedIn was my, I was living on LinkedIn. I used to think Facebook and Instagram were the only social media pages where you live on, but I lived on LinkedIn. Uh, for A&T, we had what we had, what was the handshake. 
handshake. I was almost every four hours I was on handshake. And I was sending messages to recruiters or I was throwing in different um applications. So at the end, I would say numerous to count. I just threw in multiple applications before I finally got um, I think I got to one with Kiona and one with Amazon. Wow. So um Let's see, what, what skills were required in your current role and was it a struggle to catch up? And how did you acquire them? What, how do you, what did you do to, to sort of catch up? Were there things that were beyond your skill set in your life? Oh, I need to catch up, otherwise, um, you know, my colleagues will get ahead of me or my job is increasing jeopardy. Yeah, um, starting from the basics, when I first got into the industry, I didn't start with Amazon first. I started with Kiona. I think because it was a small startup, um, they were a lot more forgiving or a lot more patient. So when I started this whole data journey, I didn't have like um I didn't have like mentorship. So I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't know what the industry was like. I didn't know as in what you needed to have to come in. I just thought, oh, once you had SQL, you had Python, once you had, once you could write the program, it makes you like a data person. So when I first started, um, when I first started, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like, when I first started, I didn't have the technical skills. So what I had to learn was I had to learn Python basics. I had to learn Tableau. I got into the industry. So what are the what are the things I find I found out I needed? I got in there. Yes, those technical skills are important, but I learned one lesson. Nobody's paying you because you can write SQL. Nobody's paying you because you can write Python. What they actually need from you is can you solve problems? All this Python, we know the Tableau and all the other skills. Yes, they are, it's more like a means to an end. You know all of them, but how do they make how does it make a difference in the business? So I had to start learning what I call soft skills, things like project management. Um, and another thing, again, it was during COVID and that was when um, a lot of companies were doing remote. So something I had to learn was you're not just, nobody's checking what you're doing, but you have to have a mechanism to also communicate how you structure your communication. And we didn't have chat GPT that will help you structure what you were saying or what you were writing. You had to learn how to give clear messages, actionable insights. I was hearing those words, actionable insights. So one thing my manager used to tell me then was, yes, we uh, we brought you in. We brought the whole lot of people in. Uh, you guys were top performers. What sets you apart, you know, as in some leadership principles like learn and be curious. So I would say the technical skills were good, but I also had to go and learn some um some soft skills. I had to understand how to take ownership of what I did. I had to understand um, how to engage with different stakeholders. So those were some of the skills that helped me. And you asked, did I struggle? I would say, yes, I did struggle when I started. As I mentioned, I didn't have a mentorship. So whenever I had a problem, I was always looking at it from, I was always looking at it from, um, from a coding aspect, I was like, oh, once I have a problem, how do I do this join? How do how does that relate? I wasn't looking at it from a how do I solve this problem aspect. So one thing I lacked starting was I didn't look at a problem from a bird's eye view, from a 360 degree. I was only, my thinking was kind of rigid. So, but thank God for the managers and mentors I had. Um, I was able to maybe get 
get out of that space and uh, learn to look at problems from the perspective they are supposed to be looked at from. Yeah, I struggled for a while at the end. Jeez. <laughs> wow. So two things that I can take from this is no one is paying you to write code, but to solve problems. Yeah. Also looking at everything from a best eye view is a key skill to have. Okay, so um we're about wrapping up. Uh, for listeners who want to be a business intelligence engineer, how should they get ready while they are in school? How much hard work do they have to put in to develop their skill set? And what resources would you recommend? Okay. Um, speaking of resources, one thing that was my go-to resource was Udemy. Udemy has a whole lot. The only difference is for Udemy, you needed to make a little bit of payments. So, but Udemy really helps because you see SQL, they'll teach you how to use SQL to think like an analytic person or a software person. Um, we also have YouTube as well. One good thing now is um you you just think, oh. Because you're coming into work, your employer expects you to be like, uh, to know it all or to have a level of skill. But one thing we don't understand is uh, they're also paying you to understand how to look for what you need. So luckily, we have YouTube if you're the type that doesn't want to pay. I think there are other platforms I can't remember. But for me, I used Udemy and I used um, a little bit of, uh, what's it called, YouTube. Just asking, I think I got lost. What was the question again before? Um, so how much hard work do people have to put in to develop their skill set? And, and you already talked about the resources. So how should they get ready when they're in school? And then how much hard work do they have to put in to develop their skill set? Okay, for skill, the one thing that gets you going, I'm speaking because I've been, it's not just about data. I've been in the industry for a while is, look for something you're really comfortable with, something you're passionate about, because you might rush in. You don't want to be the type that will rush in and rush out. So um, how can you do that? When we're in school, they talk about first principle. What that means is if you understand how things work, it's easy to solve or to look at problems in a way. It's easy to prefer solutions that are lasting. And if you can keep doing that, that sets you apart. So in order for you to be better prepared or how you get prepared from from university before coming into the industries you need to take you need to first understand mm -hmm. the space the whole data space you cannot be in a space where you don't understand the lingua you need to understand the lingua you need to uh, take courses that are that talk about the foundation of data you need to know what a join is why you're doing those kind of joins that's even before you start talking about using your learning python and learning mm -hmm. those would come those are those are really important but if you start that way, you will just see yourself, you're jumping the gun. So for me, my recommendation is look for courses that talk about, um, look for courses that are actually talking about the basis of what you're doing. Um, set the foundation right. Take courses like when I did introduction to data science, that was like an eye opener. Mm -hmm. I started as uh, doing machine learning at first. Mm -hmm. So for machine learning, for machine learning, um, Machine learning is kind of straightforward. It just tells me how to write different programs. That that was a, a good starter for me. But then I didn't know there was more to it. There was data wrangling. So I had to, I did intro to data science. At one point, even staying with a friend, I I, I took another course that was about uh, I think uh, database management where we talked about entity relationship. 
because I know we're talking about uh, business intelligence. One thing about the industry is you might come in as a business intelligence engineer. You might also find out you want to change fields. And it's easier if you already have like a good foundation about data. So don't focus yourself on just wanting to be a business person. Just open up, learn about different types of uh um, how to be the foundations about data, then it will be easy to, you know, if you, even if you're business intelligence and you want to switch it to be easy, if you want to keep being a business intelligence person, it will be easy to just flow as well. So once you're done with that, another thing is get a good mentorship, a good mentor, join a mentor program. That is key. That would help you whatever you're learning because because you're not too familiar with the thing, you might learn, and I wouldn't say overlearn, but you might learn and overlearn and become confused. You won't, you won't even know what is relevant. So mentorship will help you. You already know what kind of problems they face, how they tackle those problems. When you're in class, you already that would help you understand what is key, what is core to, uh, to your skills, what is core to your industry, and what is core to make you stand out or help you grow or be part of that industry. So for me, do what is do the foundational things. After that, you can start talking about your technical skills like Python. Yeah. And one of the advice again I would put in is try and take on personal projects like look at build just look at something build something out of nothing maybe build a website just take on interesting projects you know that would help to um it to give you that leverage uh, what do we call it you diversify your skills you're already playing on the field and all the little things you learn you're applying them in little problems and that will set you apart when you get into the industry wow get your foundations right business yeah. <laughs> And I think one of the great things that um, this show Beyond Textbooks will do is try to equip uh, people with those skills in the part twos of these repeat interviews. So we look forward to helping um, students transition. Because some yeah. people will say, where do I start from? You know, how do I even start to click or search? Or there's like so many questions that are going through people's minds right now. But We'll try as much as possible to help address those. Um, so what would you do differently if you were back in college and starting off? Ah, first of all, in this industry, all they just need is come and solve problems. So even if you're you know how to write the biggest programs, smallest programs, doesn't matter. As far as you're a problem solver, that is key. So what will I do differently? First of all, I'm gonna take away fear. Because of fear, I didn't become a software engineer. I'm not mm -hmm. saying I would still want to be a software engineer, but I'm sure given knowing what I know now, I would have started as a software engineer. So what would I do differently? I'll take away fear. You're young. That It's always good when you're young. It's, you have that freedom to be able to, you know, explore, make mistakes. So fear is one thing I'll take away. Second thing I'll take away is um, I think I would try to get mentorship because if I had like the right mentorship, it would have been easy to maybe understand what I was going to face. I would, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me. So fear is one, mentorship is two. And at the same time, take opportunities, take opportunities. I don't even mean opportunities about um in the, in the industry because when you come in, you might not have time. Remember when you told me, oh, what I, I said, I said, oh, yeah, as a problem problem solver, you have to always be a thinker. 
there are times depending on where you're working you might not have time for things so while in school have fun um they they have what's that thing they call in america where they say summer they do summer something summer camps or whatever go have fun. you know i'm not saying drink and drink to stupid but have fun get get your life together because yeah we're always running out of time oh oh my bad i'm sorry oh no you're fine um we'll give the room for so today on the show we have some guests uh students who um joined in to listen um they might have questions and i want to open the floor for them to ask questions if any of them has questions Okay, well, it looks like they are still processing all the information that <laughs> Amalu gave out. It's a lot, so they are, they are probably reviewing their current status and seeing how it yeah. changes to, to all of that. Okay, yeah. so uh, final question for our listeners. Uh, are there any inside jokes among business intelligence engineers that only <laughs> those engineers know? Ah, uh, okay. Let me think. I don't think we have like dedicated jokes for data engineers. The, the only thing I remember, it might not be. I have a question. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So I wanted to know what, what it's like working in Amazon. Oh, cool. So because of time, I'll just stick, I'll be a little bit fast. Amazon is one of the greatest places to start your career. Amazon, we all know EW, Amazon is huge. So why I say that is you have opportunity to work with a diverse team. You work with people from India, Germany, wherever, and you have diverse resources. Amazon Amazon is big, but every unit has act as a startup. So working for Amazon gives you that opportunity. It gives you like a playground where you have every toy at your disposal. So for a starter, it's actually one of the best places to work in because at the end, you would, if you compare where you are with your peers, you would really be surprised how much of how much you have actually learned. But later in life, depending on the kind of person you are, you don't want to keep, you know, the pressure continues. You don't want to keep uh, living that kind of life where you always, is always fast paced. So I'm not saying stop. I'm only saying for, for some folks, it's good to start, then move to different areas, different industries and, see how different industries um operate so you don't get that uh that ideology of everything is fast-paced sometimes there are times where you need to you walk in a place that is a little bit calm or soft-paced and you're still making a difference so that's what i think well that's one thing i'll say working with amazon is like wow so make a difference and then explore other options yeah okay um yeah yeah, I guess so we'll wrap up the show. Uh, thank you, Amalu, for the time. Thank you. Thank you to inspire us and tell us such incredible stories. So, yeah, for listeners, Amalu will be back to do a technical deep dive into interview oh questions and preparation <laughs> and the skills and resources needed to succeed as a business intelligence engineer. We'll dive into what an everyday as a job looks like, how collaboration happens, decisions are made, run into some code and go into the get our hands dirty basically so yeah. thank you listeners um yeah. don't forget to share this podcast with someone you know and help spread the way bye everybody thank you guests for showing up on our podcast today 